Hey guys, this is Friends Next Door, a podcast created by three very excellent friends who love to chat, give advice to each other, and generally just enjoy the company of one another. Here are your hosts, Mia, Dan, and Thomas. You are listening to Friends Next Door. Door. Okay. Three, two, one door. door. No, no, no. When I after one, do it. Ready? Door. door. What's going on, everybody? Thanks, Mia, for that wonderful intro. This is Dan. You're listening to Friends Next Door, and I'm here with two of my great friends, Thomas and Mia. What's up, guys? What's up? We're all oh, here. I'm just a hanging great out. friend. I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are all doing okay during this tough and difficult time that we know as the quarantine? Yeah, yeah. I think we're on day 50-something now. Are you, are I don't you actually know counting? Anymore. Uh, no, but I do have a coworker who's counting. Wow. This is like <laughs> a movie, like day 58. So, guys, from the title, you can see we wanted to talk a little bit about what the biggest uh, – I that's such an understatement i mean it is it's never happened in in history you know a virus like this that's affected the entire globe and we really wanted to talk about it in terms of um how not just how we've been coping but i think through it's been enough time now it's been like two months and some for some of us a little bit more uh working from home and basically having as little human contact as possible um, especially in both your cases and i think we all have diff very different experiences like i have a significant another you guys are living with a roommate or alone um, so we want to talk a little bit about what we've been going through but I think most of all we've learned stuff about ourselves I think that um, I guess that's the one silver lining you know obviously the people that have died and all the people in the front lines and is is you know we, we wish that something like this would never happen but through this I do feel like we've learned stuff about ourselves that I think going forward is going to change ourselves forever I know it sounds yeah. kind of weird, right? But when things like this happen and you got two months to basically look at yourself in the mirror every day and develop these new routines, I think things in your mind starts to happen. Like things that were important aren't as important anymore. Things that weren't important maybe become really important and maybe change the way or shape the way that you think about the world and yourself. So that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today. So uh, thank you guys so much for joining me. So we'll just start. I'm going to ask you guys, um, let's start with Mia. Like, how have you been coping with this? Like, where are you at right now? And then um, I'll ask Thomas and then I'll tell you guys about myself and then we'll go into uh, how this has really changed us. So take it away, Mia. You know what? I think it's not really an understatement to say that this whole pandemic has turned our lives upside down. Like literally it's been an emotional roller coaster for me for the past two months. Like you said, like I think we heard um, this kind of brewing in China first around Chinese New Year. And so at the time we were just like, oh my gosh, you know how things are really bad and a lot of people were getting sick. This is highly contagious. Um, so we we're just kind of watching the news from a distance. But uh, you know, little did we know it was making its way over here stateside and things were just kind of like, you know, um, I actually, I, I went away uh, for the first half of March. And so at the time, things had gotten pretty bad here. And then, you know, like I said earlier, it was it was an emotional roller coaster in terms of how I deal with it. Uh, I found out really quickly that I'm just way too attached to my family. 
um, but basically just trying to make sure that they were okay, you know, over in Indonesia and making sure that the fact that we're all separated, you know, a couple of us live in Indonesia and then a couple of us live in California and I'm out here in New York, just every place situation is different. So I was just trying, I was like really busy trying to prepare them and make sure that they're okay, you know, and that, that was just like driving me crazy at that point. Um, but I try to just kind of dial it back, you know, and then just try to cope with it in a way that, you know, you can, I can always do what I can do, but there are other things that are outside of my control. So I try to let that part go as well. And otherwise I would go crazy by now. So you've been going to leave it at that for now. Okay. So you, in terms of like, what's your, what's your routine? Like what's your lifestyle been basically at home? I mean, are you like, do you live by yourself? I mean, are you like, what are you doing to kind of keep sane? <laughs> uh, the good news is as the good news is I still have a job. So my work has been keeping me really busy during the week, weekdays, you know, Mondays to Friday, I have long days now, even longer than, than when we used to go to the office, you know? Um, and then I try to just also have a routine during my weekdays. And now that I, we all stay at home, we have to make food for ourselves. So that's part of my routine also. Um, and at first, <laughs> did you, did you find out you were a good cook or a bad cook? I'm just an okay cook <laughs> <laughs> because I'm only feeding myself, you know, so I'm just going to eat whatever I make and I don't have to worry about making sure that other people eat what I make because I'm going to eat what I make, if that well, makes uh, sense. You know that me and you are going to bring you guys some, uh, bring both of you guys some treats later. So ho- oh hopefully my you gosh. get some. Uh, yeah, because we, we, we don't have anybody to cook with. So we just make food and bring it to our friends. Anyways, um, <laughs> uh, what Thomas, what about you? Like, what what have you been dealing with this? Like, where you, I, I mean, what, what have you been doing? Are you been working from home? How, how have you been through all this? Yeah, so I've been I've been working from home since March 10th, so nearly two months now. And I gotta say, the first month, uh, the first week was pretty rough, because uh, like you know, reestablishing new routines and everything, when to wake up, what to do in the morning, morning routines, all of that. Um, and part of my personality is that I try to uh, not honestly slack, but like I try to like stretch whatever i i can so like if i don't need to wake up until you know nine i'm not gonna wake up until nine (laughs) right so that's that's very much been in me so it's like not necessarily do the minimal but just like see what i can get away with yeah that's that's how i should phrase it i am so boss are you listening This is no, blackmail material right is, now. I mean, this is not just work related though. So even for like food and everything. So normally I get I get uh, uh, lunch credits from work basically. And so I normally don't have to, I don't really have to cook for myself. And I, like other than like a few, like very few meals, uh, like a couple a week basically. And so normally I don't really have food stock that I can make quickly. And so that's like a new thing I have to do for myself to like basically whip up a meal quickly for myself. Um, like this is just different from like doing a, a two hour braise or like some sort of project, you know, um, to learn a new dish or technique or whatever. So that's, yeah, a lot of it's just like relearning how to live differently, basically. Take care of yourself, basically. <laughs> yeah, survival, survival. I mean, 
I mean, like the way I think about like the way I grocery shop is also different now. Right. Cause I, I like, there's also that fear of like, Oh, what if, what if uh food shortages happen, you know, like oh supply God, chains yeah. break. Right. So then I shop differently. I stock my freezer differently now too. So it's not just about stocking my fridge for the next default, the, the upcoming week, but also like what could things look like two weeks from now, three weeks from now, like three months from now, et cetera. So I, I want to know, like, what emotionally are you guys like, where are you at right now? Emotionally? We're like, wrecked. <laughs> like, are we you are at the bottom wrecked. of the roller? Co- <laughs> like, where are you in the roller coaster? Or are you still on it? Like, have you do you feel like you've gotten to a point where you're just, okay, I'm like, I figured out how to live, live in this time right now? Or are you still trying to figure it out? If that so makes for sense. me, yeah, no, it makes complete sense because I feel like also it took me a while to kind of have a grasp of the scale of this thing, right? Um, because we honestly didn't know, we still don't know now how long uh, we have to deal with this or how long is this new normal going to be. So I think uh, coming coming up to that, I was just like, oh my gosh, is and that whole unknown was really scary to me. And at that point, basically at at one point, this was last month, I was really, really stressed because first I was scared and uh, of what's going to happen to me and my family and whatnot. And then second, I don't know how bad things are going to be. So that whole just like this huge unknown, huge uncertainty was just weighing on my mind. So it was pretty bad. <laughs> but I think, uh, like I said earlier, once I came to realize that you, I can only control what I can control. And then for the ones that I can, that's out of my control, I just have to let it go and put, this is for me personally, anyway, this is when faith comes into play. Because then that's how I could calm myself down. You know, yeah, that's one sure. way of doing it for me. And so for now, now I've come to a point where I'm ready to deal with this in the long run. It's like a marathon, man. Yeah. Um, so like you, like you found your that. stride. You're like, okay, I've got all my stuff worked out. I, I, I can feed myself if I get, you know, I'll go for a walk if I need to. I mean, when, when I call, you know, when me and ye call you, you're like about to do a workout in your living room. So I, I'm like, <laughs> she's got, she's got the stuff down. You, know, you have to. You're like, you're like on your own space station. You're like, okay, I'm gonna, I got this. I'm what on, about? I, I'm on my um my little uh capsule hotel. <laughs> have you, yeah, have you stayed in one of those? No. Did you stay? Okay, this is a no, story for another time. But I did. I did when I went to Japan. Ooh, I'm super. I really want to try one of those. Really? Yeah. I I want to see if I feel like. Uh... Were you comfortable, Thomas? No. In no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> like no, I cuz when I was growing like I could sleep in very cramped quarters. So I'm very curious like if I'm going to feel comfortable. Thomas doesn't take up that much space and even he That's was true. Not Me neither. comfortable. We're the so story excited. for another time. Story yeah. for another time. <laughs> what what about okay. you Thomas? Like where's where's your mental sanity at right now? Uh it's doing okay I guess. I'm still trying to figure out some stuff. Um not in the sense like it, it's like I'm still trying to figure out what are things that can help me feel better. So mm. for example, like I'll track my step count throughout the week and it's like on there there there's just days where I don't go out just for 
I'm just a couch potato doing work basically. Um, but other days where it's just like, I need to go out, I need to move around a little. Cause it's just kind of, for me, at least I, I just have like an innate need to move around or, or just like expend some of my energy basically. Right. And so, or, or even like something to look forward to. So on weekends, I'll try, I'll trek into the city um, to buy pastries. Like it's a very mundane thing, but it's just like something to look forward to and a reason to wake up on the weekends. Otherwise it's just like, so I live alone and it's just like, well, if, if, you know, if I don't have anything to look forward to, I can just keep sleeping in until the (laughs) afternoon or something like that. Right. Right. Um, and then, and then, you know, slippery slope, life falls apart, things like that. But, um, yeah, it's, yeah, it's just like trying to figure out tricks on like small things to, to do or just to keep me churning basically you, do you have do you have any new hobbies new organizing hobbies. his kitchen oh yeah oh yeah or yeah. organizing my kitchen maximum efficiency minimum movement uh grocery shopping is a hobby now although i think that was kind of a a, a fear that arised from like food like potential supply chain issues or food shortages so i've calmed that down i've calmed that hobby down a little uh another hobby is like tracking my toilet paper usage um so that that's been going okay uh fun fact i was on a single i was on the same roll from march 26 to may 1st what don't know what to do with this information wait was it a mega mega roll like was it was it a regular roll or like a six times the size roll you know the the ones they sell like mega roll do we want to like, go down on this rabbit hole and try to analyze his usage pattern? You no, know, probably not, because that's just insane. But I, go I on. I mean, the, the, the moral <laughs> of the story. I mean, if anything, I've got six more. I've got seven more rolls, so I'm good for at least another half year, basically. You're good, so, man, dude. If I run out of toilet paper, I'm driving by your house. <laughs> also, knowing your analytical mind, I feel like you're also analyzing for that optimum use of my toilet paper how you much guys do i should need to only have? you guys should only be worried when i start analyzing like sheets per dump usage oh my gosh yeah. well but i, I- have <laughs> sheets per wipe i Wait, use what? three sheets per wipe yeah three three sheets per wipe are we talking about this? single ply two <laughs> like what no, is it me um me um no nobody <laughs> buy this no like everyone uses double you can't even Wait, they even sell uh, single ply? I didn't know that. Okay. Oh, office, yeah. office quick, environment stock. Single quick ply. little oh, story. Oh. Yeah, go ahead. Quick little story time. When I was in Indo, basically, as I was, you know, getting ready to go back to the States, my family got really worried because that was the time when everybody went crazy for toilet paper, right? Mm-hmm. You can't find that anywhere, basically. So my mom was like hey why don't you just bring some from indonesia and like bring more you know bring the entire like this large bag of toilet paper because we we will be fine like we're gonna be okay it's not it's never going to run out here so just bring some so those were single (laughs) toilet paper wow wow yeah so they do exist yeah i mean that that that's where our priorities are (laughs) <laughs> how much toilet paper we got <laughs> hey hey honestly I mean, where did we go i mean you gotta worry about your intake and your outtake so <laughs> that's true man that's true um, what about you dan i think you, you yeah. seem to be the one that's doing you know the best out of i all think of i'm us. doing pretty good you know I, I have to say you know aside from i mean none of us are frontline workers and obviously our 
our, you know, our hearts go out to them. I mean, I think you guys are representative of normal, you know, like people that have jobs in New York who has, who, who, who are able to work from home. And it's just like, it's hard in New York because either, either if you live alone or with roommates, like we are really good friend, Felicia, who used to do off the great wall with us. She has a roommate too. And it's tough. It's so tough living with a roommate and making sure that each of you guys are social distancing. Right. But then if you're like Thomas, you're, you, you, like he said, you don't have a roommate, but you're like, your brain is like, I need, I need to like go do something. Cause otherwise I'm just sitting in my house for the entire day. So for me, I'm, I've been pretty lucky. Cause like, like I said, I do real estate and you know, even though the, the market has completely came to a standstill, meaning no one is buying, selling, renting, apartments at the moment, right? You can just imagine New York City, everything's on pause. Um, but, you know, like we still have some people looking. So like once a week, I'll go out for like a showing. So I still go outside, right? So my job, I have to go outside. Um, so I've been active. I do like Thomas, I, I've been grocery shopping ever since I met you. I do all the grocery shopping. Like, you know, I, that's just my job. You know, she has her <laughs> job as half of the uh, significant other. And I have my job. My job is to gather uh, materials and resources from the wild, bring them like home. you go out to the forest and then That's, bring food home. I have to forage for materials. Exactly. <laughs> then I come home and then I make what I forage and we sustain ourselves, right? So normal caveman stuff. Um, so I've got those covered. Um, my family, like you guys, um, I mean, I don't have like, I don't have, I basically don't have an immediate family. You know, they've either all passed away or they're estranged. Uh, I have like extended family that I'm kind of close to, like not as close as you are. So, you know, like I'll message them like if they're, you know, I hope none of them are sick. So like, I don't, I didn't have that like attached to my family, direct family members as you did, Miam. Um, and I'm, I'm in a, you know, I'm, have a significant other and my friends all live I'm a little bit older than Thomas. So all my friends, you know, kind of moved away and um, not that age has anything to do with. So I don't know. I've just been like, I've kind of been the other way, which is I've had a lot of time to just kind of like think, you know, cause <laughs> there's not a lot to do. Right. Uh, mm -hmm. Luckily I've, I've always had hobbies. So um, if coronavirus or not, my hobbies are my hobby. So I take photos, you know, I, uh, I haven't practiced the guitar in a really long time. Actually, wait, cause Thomas has my guitar. I realized, I think, why do you, why do you have his guitar? I think I lent wait. it to him. Is that right? Thomas, do you have my guitar? No. Oh, I don't. Okay. Uh, -oh. uh, Oh, I lent it to somebody. And anyways, you know, I have my hobbies. I read, I listen to podcasts. I watch a lot of masterclass and cooking is a hobby. I've been cooking a lot more. So, um, yeah, I've just I've been coping with it pretty good. I'm in a pretty good mental state, probably even better than I was two months ago because I've just had more time to, you know, like do uh, more introspective things like do me, you know, and uh, obviously I don't want to make it sound like it's been a good thing. It's not a good thing. Uh, I'm just saying like, um, like coronavirus is not a good thing, but at least, you know, I'm, I'm trying to make the best of the time, the extra time I have. Um, so, so anyways, wait, yeah. wait, 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 how wait. did you go? Wait, what? which master classes have you watched? Are uh, they actually worth it? I see ads for them <laughs> really? all the time. Uh, well, here's the thing. Well, right first, now? first, we cannot say blank class because I feel like uh, uh, they should pay us to say. No, I'm just kidding. Kidding. No, oh, jeez. Uh, um, no, uh, that, yeah. It's, I think, I mean, I, I've been just watching a lot of the cooking ones. So um, they're worth it to me. <laughs> well, I don't know. <laughs> but how did you go from, you know, wrecked? in your mental state, uh, 
two months ago to now. Yeah. Oh, like, how me? did you go from then? I, to I, ne now? I never yeah. was wrecked. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm just saying, like, you know, I, I was more frustrated by people um, not following rules, you know, and, and but the thing is, at the end of the day, you can't I can't really fault them because, you know, people, you know, people in the US, they don't have the same concept of a of an infectious disease because they the last time that happened was 1918 you know or or whenever in the teen or you know the influenza or um uh yeah i think that was back in the 20s so or the late teens so people here and when i mean following the rules is like i think americans um they're they're you know they go out it took them a while to figure out like oh i gotta wear a mask wear gloves so i i wasn't wrecked mentally i was more you know in the beginning getting just kind of frustrated with how many people that I don't think took this seriously. And obviously that changed really quickly. New York being um, the most deaths in the United States, the most cases of infections. I think people um, pretty quickly realize how, how dire of a situation that everybody was in, but yeah, no, I was mm -hmm. pretty, my mental state has been, I would say if anything, it's gotten better. I don't know. Like just kind of interesting. Yeah, been able to, I mean, you just, I mean, for the first time, and, and this is the set, you know, I wanted to ask you guys through all of this, through all of this, you know, what have you, what is the one or two things that really impacted you that you think going forward after this, after we return to our normal lives that you take away, that's going to be with you um, for the, you know, that has sort of changed you, I would say. Yeah. I, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's that really like fundamental change in me that I'm going to keep with me forever and ever because it's really hard to say that, right? Um, because I feel like we're also a product of our environment. You know, if environment changes, we might change. Who knows? Um, but something that I realized recently is that now that we really we don't really have that many options and you know, in our day-to-day -day life and what we can do. So uh, I, I learned that our lives are now stripped down to the basics and we can be, you know, these little things can make you happy. Um, like just the other day, also for, you know, a quick disclaimer, I need new ice trays so I don't have ice cubes at home. So the other day I just ran to the store and then got some ice cubes because I really wanted some iced matcha latte. It has to be iced, can't mm, be hot. Right. So as soon as I got my hands on them, I was just like grinning ear to ear on my way back home. And that's just like, like I, I shouldn't be that happy, but I was really happy. So I, I think it's just like this little things in life that make you happy now. Um, and you don't need much to, to feel happy about something but you know that's 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 my learning from now well for now anyway um and just like having friends like you guys who would drop off something random oh <laughs> what about like you were saying before like what about do you feel more closer to your family do you feel it's more important now to you know contact connect with them often yeah, I mean, this is going to sound pretty morbid, but um, ever since we are in lockdown mode, basically, I think this is, you know, everybody, a lot of other people also share the same experience is I've been doing a lot of video calls with my family on a nightly basis, too. I feel like my dad has made it a point to make this as part of his morning routine as he's sitting down doing his mukbang. Um, but Wait, your dad does a mukbang? My dad is doing a mukbang. 
um, every morning after his treadmill, you know, he he gets on the treadmill and then he sits down for his breakfast, uh, shirtless. <laughs> <laughs> he, he would call us up need and then be video like, "What's proof up?" Of that, Mia. <laughs> Do you really want to see? I'm just old kidding. Asian I don't, man. <laughs> I don't, don't want to see your dad shirtless. It's okay. Probably not. Probably not for for his own good, and for your own good too. Um, but uh, but yeah, I think we've been having a lot more conversations as a family, and something that's not really, uh, you know, that's not really the case before. And this is like a typical Asian dad. He doesn't say a lot of things, and he's mostly staying quiet every time we like yap in our family. But. Um, now he's been participating more, and that's to me it's something that's like pretty amazing to see. That's awesome. That's really awesome. And I think maybe you know after this is all when things get back to normal, um, I, I think that'll carry carry on. You know, like it may, because it felt it feels so good to you know just spend time virtual time with your with your folks because all that could have been taken away from us. You know, who who knew. So yeah. maybe yeah. I think going forward, you'll, you'll enjoy that and make it a regular thing. No, Mia, definitely. Do think, and do you think you guys what? could, uh, could stream that and turn that into like a, put that on Twitch or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'll, yeah. I'll watch that. Yeah. I'll commentate like, Mon- that. This is Monday. And it's like, yeah. I'm having I'd be like, toast for breakfast. Literally. Hey, that's mean, what he says. Yeah. I mean, this, this could be like all the Indo breakfast items, right? <laughs> maybe tbd tbd TBD. um but yeah wait i want to just mention one thing real quick i I remember i said this is going to sound morbid but that's also because i feel like now time is of the essence like we don't have Mm. that much time um dad's getting older parents getting older so uh you know our our we didn't really have the best relationship before but i'm trying to kind of improve on that that's That's awesome yeah, yeah, that's great. That's really, Better late than it's never. It's like, honestly. oh, you know, we don't have that much time left on this earth. But that's the kind of realization that I've come to. Mm. Moving on. Moving on. What about you, Mas? Uh, I mean, I mentioned this. I kind of alluded this to this earlier, but I think it's definitely learning how to survive. Uh, <laughs> no, because like I think people, a lot of people in my generation, I'm 30 right now, I guess, borderline millennial, right? Uh, I think a lot of people... No, you're you're a. I'm a borderline millennial. Yeah, you're a millennial. You're you're in the thick of millennial, Thomas. Yeah, you're but a, I was. Yeah, I was at least in the generation you're as that millennial didn't grow as up. It can be. <laughs> I didn't grow up with yeah. a smartphone, though. I don't know, really? dude. I'm really. I feel like me and Mia are on that cusp of millennial yeah. and Gen. Yeah, I mean, uh, you yeah. guys, uh, you guys are definitely closer, but yeah, but um, no, I, I mean, definitely a lot of people in my generation don't really know how to survive especially city it's like city dwelling folk right yeah everything's everything's kind of you know ready you just go to a store to pick it up and uh and like most folks don't really know how to how to plan for these things like myself included right so it's it's like it's one thing to plan for retirement where it's just like super abstract from from like my age now Right. Mm-hmm. But it's like another thing to plan for. Oh, we might run out of, we might, we potentially might not have food in the next three months. Right. So, like, how do we plan for these things? And it's just like, also, like, survival is like part of his willpower, too. Right. And it's like, it's, uh, how would I put it? It's, and willpower, willpower is like a mu- muscle you have to exercise regularly. It's just like, you have to figure it out. Otherwise, you're just going to die. 
kind of feel. <laughs> Does that make sense? Yeah. Thanks for that uh, thought. <laughs> That's actually morbid. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, I think I, mean, I, think I, I mean, get what you that, mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that kind, of, that kind of thought often occurs to me in different ways where it's just like, so like one of the reasons why I don't go running is just like, you I might, might die. Just, <laughs> no, no, no. Was? I might just like choose to die instead of running back to my original destination. Like that's how much I hate running. <laughs> what? Like, so I Thomas choose... is that guy in like the movies where like they're like, "Come on, get up." He's like, "No, nah, just gonna lie here." Yeah, just just leave me. Give me give me yeah. a red shirt. I'll fine. I'll, I'll I'd it. rather be yeah. a zombie. Just go ahead. Yeah. Just, yeah. Just bite me. Just bite me. <laughs> oh man. Train to Busan. Um. No, no, no. I, I think I get what you mean. I think that the hard thing for a lot of people is that shift in mindset. Uh, because right before this, you know, we just like to think like the world is our oyster. You can do whatever you want. Just like achieve big dreams, right? And you want to travel here and then you want to do like all these stuff. But then all of a sudden, you know, that lives change and then you're forced to just, you know, stay home and then for some people it might feel suffocated i felt suffocated during the first two weeks so i think it's like that having to shift your mindset from one to another was tough on a lot of people yeah yeah, yeah. And, and like to add on to like the survivor mentality is like you start thinking like it's kind of what you like what you mentioned earlier it's like you kind of figure out what you really need like in 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 times of emergency people reduce to like like the primitives or priors right so it's like what is it that you really value and this is the time that when, when it really comes out right so it's like oh for me it's like i have to figure out survivors like how to survive on food how to whip up dishes quickly uh rather than just like you know long ass projects of like two hour braces whatever right or like have proof this for a day um yeah it's, it's just like figuring out how to survive basically i think that that's that's probably the number one thing i'm learning out of this so do you feel like you're a better you you're good? Like you feel like if the apocalypse comes, you you're gonna be all right? No. <laughs> <laughs> so what have you learned? I was gonna ask you to teach me because I don't think I'm good at it yet. All right, look, here here's here's my theory. If if we're that worried about food shortages, you should be stocking up on weapons right now. <laughs> yeah. No, I've been stocking up on rice. <laughs> Mia, if you don't stock up on weapons, someone is just gonna take that rice from you. Rice can be weapon too, you know. Just like throw it at people. <laughs> no, I'm being I'm being slightly facetious, but it's just like in in times of panic, though. Like you do have to figure out, like like you know, protecting yourself is part of survivorship, right? Like feeding yourself, protecting yourself, all of that is included. So, have you set traps in your house yet? Like, what do you what do you? <laughs> Not yet, but but luckily, I do I do have like some some like physical weapons from my martial arts days. Mm. But they're they're. Jeez. And your fists. Exactly. Exactly. These are these are the greatest. Thomas's enemy so far has just been roaches. Yeah. True. <laughs> True. Yeah. Um, what about you, Dan? Have we talked um, about what you learned? Yeah, I think. I, think um, I mean, the the first like, I think what you were saying about time being, you know, like basically there's not a lot of time left, and it, if it hit me early on that. Um, I mean, we're the three of us are really fortunate. Um, I, I know a lot. Some of my friends have had it, but they've recovered. Uh, they've had the coronavirus, um, but they recovered. I, luckily, nobody I knew has passed away. But um, because we're in New York and, you know, we have access to the Internet and we read all these articles. I mean, I'm, I always, you know, 
been able to put myself in other people's shoes and just to sort of like empathize and and sympathize. And one thing early on was like, I was reading how the, this is, you know, we always watch movies. Like I'm a huge movie fan and movie buff. And, um, you know, a lot of times you watch these outbreak movies and you're like, well, you know, there's no way that people would die this fast. And even though it didn't happen to me, it literally is worse, if not worse, or just the same as the movies where if somebody had it, they're dying within days. And mm-hmm. it was that serious. And when they die, there were stories where a couple, because you can't be in the same ICU, you can't be in the same room, they would die days apart, not, e- not even knowing each other died and it, they died alone. And it's just like, oh, that's so tragic. Worst. And it's like, no, it's like literally so many cases, you know? Um, and I, I was reading those and I realized like, if I was one of those people, it, it would literally be like one day, you think life is fine and you got all your problems and you know, you're complaining about work and you know, your life and da, 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 and you're just complaining about all these things and finding external reasons why this doesn't work or that doesn't work or why you hate this person. And all of a sudden, literally all of a sudden this virus comes and nobody knew who had it and nobody was social distancing you and you could have had it. And it's not just older people. It's people in their thirties, like this baseball coach in New Jersey who was 30 your age, Thomas, and the guy died three days after being discharged from um, the hospital, just like that. So I'm like, what? He he recovered, but then he passed. He away? died three days after. Yeah, like, well, he oh didn't recover. He was discharged. You know, so they oh, so they didn't realize they didn't realize that he had it then. Is that right? Is this so or, like in the early days of the out of sort of yeah, right in the middle. Like basically, people were being discharged because they thought they were good enough. They th- thought that they were on their way to recovery. And because nobody knows the severity of this virus and what it does to different bodies and body types and immune systems, the, 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 the kid, he's a kid, he's 30 years old. Sorry, Thomas, your age, uh, died. And you know, the, the New Jersey uh, governor had to tweet about it and give his condolences. So I'm like, literally, if I was one of these people whose families was completely destroyed by this event within days, I mean, we're not talking about, you know, somebody in your family has cancer and it's drawn out and, Obviously, that takes a toll on you in a different way, but right. But you can mentally this, you can mentally prepare for that. Correct, exactly. And you're yeah. fighting it, and this is like literally like that movie Contagion, where the guy comes home, Matt Damon, and and the the wife and the kid dies within a day, mm-hmm. and he's just in shock. And I'm like, I if that was me, it's like everything that was important to me before would mean nothing. Like this is kind of like what you were saying, Mia. Like none of it would matter anymore. You know, like. You're just boiling it down to the most basic things that you need in your life and what's important, like family, like, jo- like, honestly, like doing a good job is important, but honestly, like, and having a job is nice, but like, like that, if, you know, real estate becomes, you know, like, so uh, it's just, it's like, wow. So like that time thing really hit me. It's like, you know, your life, your life could just end in a second, you know, or somebody's mm-hmm. life around you and you have no you know, you have no discre- you you have no recourse. Like, you can't decide anything. Like, your life is in some. It's not even in your own hands. You know, um, so that that was really like, holy cow. And then, you know, because um, that didn't affect me directly, I had a lot of time to just like, I'm like, I have so much time. Like, I don't sleep that late. Like, some days I'll sleep a little later, but you know, I usually just get up normally. 
Um, and I'm like, man, I got all this extra time and no pressure right now. Cause I don't have kids. I just have a grandma that I got to take care of and I make sure she's taking care of. It's not hard, but I don't have kids. I don't have parents here. I'm like, you know, it's just me and my significant other make sure they're okay. So I just got all this extra time and it, and it felt like not, this isn't, it's like this, I'm, I'm not saying I treasure this time. I don't treasure what this virus has done to all of us, but so far, like now I'm like, before things go back to normal and I really don't have any responsibilities other than to keep myself, my family and other people safe by distancing myself in case I have it, you know, as long as I do those things, like this is like, uh, this is crazy. Like I just got all this extra time. It's like the world is on pause for me right now. So I'm like, what is it that I need to do that I, I, that's going to, I hope that I can make a difference during this time. So instead of just like reading a book, I feel that's fine. If you want to read a book, watch some extra movies, you know, do your hobbies. But I, I feel like I need to use that time to think about how I can give back in the future when this is done. Because normally when you're in your routine, you wake up, you go to work, you come home, you eat, you, you have a little downtime, you worry about all your stuff and boom, like that's it. You know, a month, a year can fly by. And you look back, you're like, well, I just took some vacations, worked, hung out with my friends. Like, what? that was the scary thing. You know, it's just like, holy cow, like life could have just flashed you right by. So uh, I, I do appreciate, like, I'm able to, you know, I have so much time. I could just think about, you know, what I want to do with my life. And unfortunately, it comes under these terrible circumstances. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of been, uh, you know, so hopefully when things go back to normal, I'll have a better understanding of myself and what I want to do. Um, I'm still pretty young. So yeah, it's kind of like uh, speeding up that ex existential crisis, you know, like. What do you mean? You're supposed to have had this a while ago, <laughs> existential crisis. I, I guess. Wait, wait, wait. When's, I guess the, when's the average age to have existential crisis? Oh, it depends. Any age, I think, you know, you could be like, it depends. It's just, depends I mean, the quarter life, built. midlife. Crisis. Well, I would say like those are different, you know, like quarter, like the life crises are more like you're a fr like you've like quarter life crises or menopause, you know, like these things, I feel like they're not existential crises. If wait, that makes sense. wait, what? <laughs> I've never, I've okay, never heard whole, that term. That, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Can manopause. we save that for another episode? Manopause. Because I want to hear all about it. I've, I've zero oh, knowledge. These are, oh man, this is, I mean, you know what menopause is, right? Sure. Manopause. It's the it's what guys go through. It's man. Is this when guys, what like older guys, buy like a red Mustang or something like that? I'd kind like, of, yeah, but I feel like so I feel cool. like now it's happening to younger and younger guys. Uh, case in point, you know, I have friends who went through these menopause or actually it's a little bit different. These are they went through like quarter life crises and bought a car that they shouldn't have, you know, or bought a motorcycle they shouldn't have, and they're only thirty six. So. <sighs> Man, people are going through these. <laughs> Anyways, that's a whole nother topic. Actually, that's a great topic. If somebody's th in their 30s and they feel like they're going through some quarter life crisis, way midlife crisis at the age of 30, let us know because might be going through. You want to hear all about it? Yeah. I hear about <laughs> it. Right. Yeah. Sorry, I don't know if I explained my the impactful. Th I, I just said a bunch of stuff, but anyways, you know, I I do feel like um, yeah. Hopefully, I I could think about you know how I can do how can use the time that we have in the future to you know do something that brings more joy to the world mm -hmm. and maybe it's through the podcast who knows
Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Hopefully we can be a little bit of a, you know, ray of sunshine, right? Yeah. Because yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a sunny person. <laughs> I have a bright personality. As you're sitting in a dark room. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Well, anyways, we wish we wish everybody out there, especially the frontline people, um, to you know keep 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 keeping it safe, and hopefully everyone is you know doing well, uh, being safe, keeping others safe, and and we're all in this together. So, um, you know, hopefully things will just start to get better, and the and our economy will start to recover, and we can get back to normal. Yeah, it's it's crazy to think that you know the majority of the citizens of the earth you know uh, are going through the same thing one yeah. way or another right so um a lot of people are having a hard time uh just want to say that if you have something or something to share or just you want to vent or you know put your thoughts down just you know tell us you can do that too yeah we have an email which we will put <laughs> somewhere in the episode information uh, we haven't really decided on that yet, but yeah, it's it's going to be there. Well, thanks guys so much for listening. This is our second episode and hopefully we'll be back with a lot more guys. All right. Bye. Toodles. Bye-bye. <laughs>